The following podcast is brought to you by Ace Electric, your ace in the hole for commercial or residential electricity needs. Contact Alan Shively with Ace Electric at area code 531-500-4335. Your ace in the hole for all of your electric needs. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, or butt crack it on to your race fans, and welcome in to Roland Race News. Normally, I keep this a little bit less edited, but I'm actually recording this introduction sitting in the break room at my job, and if you know me personally and know where I work, you should know that I really shouldn't be swearing here. So, anyways, we're going to get right into it because I'm just recording this on wireless headphones, so it's going to sound like crap. You might actually want to turn your volume down when we get into the interviews because we used a little bit better audio equipment. When we recorded this today, we were joined by area flagman and sport compact driver Caden Murray. Had a chance to get caught up with him out at the Eagle Raceway Awards Banquet beforehand. We just sat around and had a quick conversation. And then a week or so before that, we sat down in the studio at the house with area sport mod driver and cab over fanatic Jeremy Baker. So... That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys have a lot of fun listening to it. Remember, we do have Roland Race News decals currently for sale. Get a hold of me, and I'll let you know what we've got going on with that. Thanks one and all for tuning in to Roland Race News. Have a great rest of your day, and enjoy these interviews. Well, good morning, afternoon, evening, or ass crack of dawn to your race fans, and welcome back into Roland Race News. Hanging out here on location at the Lancaster Event Center for the Eagle Raceway Awards Banquet. Obviously, this is going to come out a couple weeks afterwards, so if you missed it, you missed out on a great time. I'm hanging out today with area sport compact racer and head flagman at Eagle Raceway, Caden Murray. Caden, how's your week been, man? It's been pretty good. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Always happy to come out here. This is kind of the end-of-the-year festivity gives us our little racing fix as winter goes on. So um, let's just go ahead and kind of dive right into it. Uh, we'll leave 2022 in the past, and let's just get started by talking about what got you into racing. I know you and I have talked a little bit at different tracks that we roll into, but what kind of made you fall in love with the sport and want to get involved? Uh, my parents would always go to the races on the weekends, and I just wanted to go and meet everybody you know and and I uh, fell in love with it, and that's what I do now. <laughs> so did you start flagging before you started racing? I did, yes. Where did you get your start doing that? Um, I was the assistant flagman at Eagle, and then when Billy uh, decided to um, take other stuff, um, I became the head flagman, and I've been doing that for about a year, and then when I, and then I got into compacts after that. So what do you kind of enjoy more? I definitely love being in the seat, you know, I just, nothing's like it. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. There's nothing quite like the feel of getting into a race car. I know when I try to get people into racing, I'm, I always tell them, I wish I had some kind of compact or something around just so people could actually see what it's like. Because it's one thing to go sit in the grandstands, but it's a whole other world to jump into a car and go turn circles. You know, your ass is sitting that low in the seat in the car. You, you feel everything around you. It's definitely something special. So your brother, um, he's also into flagging. Does he do any driving, or did he kind of did he start the bug before you did? Uh, yeah, he was flagging for three, four, five years. And then when I got to the age where I can be on the flag stand, I went that um, I tried getting him in a car. I'm still trying to get him in a car. It's just he's got family and everything like that, and just I would love to get him in a car, but 
Uh, we were going to take him to Fairbury one night, but Friday night I ran Beatrice and had uh, wiring issues. And so he was at my house at 8 a.m. the next morning trying to figure it out. And uh, someone that we don't really get along with was at my house, and my dad kind of seen him and just it just didn't work got, out. Yeah, it kind of got in a yelling match and everything like that. And yeah. Well, that's always fun. Let's talk a little bit about your racing. How long have you been doing the compact thing? I've been racing for two years now. Uh, this year coming up in 2022 would be th- my third year. I'm definitely looking forward to it. You're kind of one of the, if I can talk, you're kind of one of the road warriors out there. You know, I've the first time that I saw you racing this year, I was headed back from the casino on a freezing cold night, and you guys were headed back from like somewhere in Iowa. Do you really enjoy getting out and traveling, or does Beatrice kind of hold your heart? Definitely, I love traveling. My family always traveled, and I'm glad we can go and travel while I have the race car. Yeah, it's great. And not only do you go out and drive yourself, but I've seen you put guys in your other car. It was cool to see Russ Johnson get to go out and run at Oktoberfest. Yeah, that that was something different. I, I definitely like helping other people, you know, and it's just something different. Absolutely, man. That's how we keep the sport growing is just by getting new people involved. I see it a lot in the, like, NASCAR pages on Facebook and everything. People say, well... You know, you're losing fans, and it's like, well, I mean, duh, people die. That's why you've got to bring new people into the sport and do new things. Yeah, and then add to that one with uh, getting uh, Russell in there. Uh, he bought an IMCA license, and IMCA license, they're 50 60 bucks, and that's kind of something you wasted, you know. So he had already had an IMCA license, just his car wasn't going, and I was like, I got a backup car, and you can... You can drive it. Well, hell yeah, man. I know that he had a good time doing it. Um, I've talked to him a little bit after the season got over and talked to you guys that weekend. So I need to get him on the show here one of these days. Definitely. Yeah, that would be interesting. He's He's been doing it for a really long time. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit. Um, you, you get to travel around. Do you kind of have a favorite racetrack when you get away from home? You know, so this beginning of 2021 we went down to oklahoma and there was a red dirt raceway and the clay was different it was red and that track was pretty small and i'm pretty good at small tracks and i really love that track we're definitely gonna go we're gonna try to go back again this year in march but you never know things could happen <laughs> yeah exactly especially in the wild world that we live in right now you know with as late as snow's getting here on top of covid and everything else it might definitely. be snowing in march yeah i hope not that's that's one thing I told my dad about a couple weeks ago when we got our first snow. Is like it took January or late in December when we got our first snow. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a it's definitely a changing tide. But this winter stuff can stay as far away from here as it wants to, as far as I'm concerned. Definitely. Yeah, I was even thinking about uh, trying to find a go kart ride to go to Lancaster Event Center for those two events, I believe. Yeah, Turkey Chase and the Butch Bade Memorial Nebraska Cart Shootout. I w- yeah. I was looking for the same thing, and nobody had one to rent to me. Right. Maybe it was the maybe it was the eyesight. I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't like asking people for things. <laughs> exactly, that's the hard part. <laughs> yep, yep. That's why it's like make it a rental. You know, if I have to pay three hundred bucks to go drive your go kart for the weekend, I'm I'm all about it. Definitely, yeah. So what are your plans for 2022? Are you going to stick to flagging? Are you going to try and do a little bit more racing? I would love to do more racing. Um, 
basically Beatrice, our home track. We're going to be racing there weekly. Uh, Sundays, they're still up in the air. Concordia made some different changes this year. Uh, we're probably going to go down there for a couple shows. And then uh, Bobby Lincoln, he's now the promoter at Dawson County. Yep, over in Lexington. Yep. I'm going to try to make it out there just because me and Bobby have a great relationship. I, I love him, you know, and I'm going to try to go over there and race a little bit. Well, hell yeah, man. Let know. me know when you do. Pick me up on the way. I'll go. Definitely, definitely. It's great to see people, you know, get out and support like that. I mean, it, it takes a special kind of person to run a racetrack. It takes an incredible army to run, too. So it, it's great to see him step up, especially after Chad Dolan retired. He had done such a great job with that track, and I really think Bobby's going to be able to take that and build with it. Definitely. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I've seen they... I haven't seen that schedule yet, and I'm hoping they're going to add compacts because Thursday night they don't have compacts up at US 30. Just <laughs> you might have to might have to put a bug in his ear on that one, man. I know these compacts are always looking for places to race. Um, you talked a little bit about Fairbury. You were going to go up there with your brother. Did you get to race down there at all this year, or with the Saturday night obligations keep you away? Um, so I had one Saturday available. And it was the final night of Boone Super Nationals. Gotcha. And I was, I was like, I'd rather just stay home and watch it on TV, you know. So I decided just to stay home and watch it. I definitely want to get there. Um, beginning of this season, they had a practice there. And I was going to McCool to race. And we stopped over there, did some practice. I, I like that track pretty, pretty much, you know. I just think it's great what guys like Tommy Denton and that whole volunteer staff over at Jefferson County Speedway do. I know that they've really got their hearts behind it. So I always, you know, when you're a racer, you always got to cheer for every track. So it's just, it's nice to see a group of people get together and do some stuff like that. And what a cool day that had to have been. You get to go race at night and practice during the day. That sounds like a dream. Definitely. Yeah, I, I've been dreaming to do this for a long, long time. Just never had the money when I was a kid and... Now, since I got a, a full-time job and everything, and I got some money, saving money, you know, and can get, be able to go out there and do that. I know it's a big family affair for you guys. Run us through uh, who helps you out week in and week out. Um, definitely my dad. He's He has helped me out a ton. My mom also. Um, just basically me, my mom, and my dad. See, I don't think I've ever met your mom, but, I mean, I, I can't think of a single time that I've been at the racetrack, whether you're on the flag stand or in the car, that your dad wasn't there. He's always fun to talk to. How about those sponsors? I know you got a couple on the car, a couple new guys jumped on this year. Yeah, um, got Beatrice, or Zoner Ford right now on there. I'm hoping to have them again in 2022. Um, we talked to some other people, and I'm hoping to get them on in 2022. Um, I'm definitely looking. <laughs> Yeah, man, those sponsors, they're always hard to come by, and that's why it's great that they can find a face like you that really gives back. And, you know, you, you look on your social media presence, you kind of stay away from a lot of the BS, and you, you really run a, you know, I guess I'm kind of jumbling my words here, which is something that a podcaster probably shouldn't do, but I think you do a great job of being a good representative for the people that back your operation. Definitely, yeah, and I... I usually just don't want to get into that. People want to talk about politics and everything like that, and I just I don't I don't care. I don't I'm focusing on racing, and that's that's what I try to make my profile pages like that. Um, sometimes once in a while I'll I'll stream like i racing and stuff like that. That's that's pretty fun. You get a uh, practice basically 
during the winter season, keep your uh, steering sharpened, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Keep those, you know, keep the nerves and the, not hand to mouth, the the motion. I don't know. I, I haven't even started drinking yet. Maybe I'm just a little bit nervous about doing this whole talk at the banquet thing. But right. yeah, no, I, th- I think you do a great job, especially staying out of the politics stuff, man. I've, I fell into that way too hard a few times. And now it's, it's great to just sit back and kind of enjoy the fun that social media can be. And, you know, streaming that iRacing is a huge way to pass the time in the winter because, you know, you can go watch Caden do this and then you can watch Daryl or somebody else do that. You know, it's it's cool to be able to bounce back and forth between those lives and see what people do. Do you have kind of a favorite class when it comes to iRacing? They don't have a, a compact type thing yet, do they? Yet. Uh, no, there's rumors that they're going to make a front-wheel drive vehicle for... Um Asphalt and dirt uh, should be coming out whenever they do their next season. Uh, that's rumors. I don't know. Um, I would definitely love to drive those, you know. Uh, my favorite class right now would be the sprint cars. I got my wheels set up perfectly for them. Uh, whenever I run my leagues on Thursday night, they do a street stock, and it, you got to make sure the car's car straight, same as the compact, so that's kind of helps me there kind of helps you find a little bit of similarity between the two yep yep well all right man i think we should wrap it up i'm starting to see a couple more people walk through the doors here we got started early and uh i guess it is looking like it's just about happy hour perfect yeah i'm ready to drink (laughs) absolutely i keep forgetting that you're 21 now yeah you know every, every once in a while i'd have to give you a hard time for being a grumpy miner but that time's gone so I'll make sure to buy your first round, and I want to thank you for jumping on with me, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to Roland Race News. We'll be right back. The following episode of Roland Race News is recorded in front of a live studio audience. All right. Sorry. I had to do that just because we had to drop the music because it wouldn't post to Apple Podcasts so nobody could listen to it. So here we are, back with a fresh episode of Roland Race News, hanging out with a dude that I've been meaning to get over for a long, long time, driver of the 3J Sport Mod around the area, Jeremy Baker. How in the hell have you been, man? Good week? Not too bad. Yeah, it's been a pretty decent week. We've been doing some trucking, working, farming, all sorts of stuff. Man of many hats. Well, let's get to talking about your racing hat, your skid lid, your helmet, if you will. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved in racing. I know you got your start in the compact ranks, but what really got you interested and involved in the sport? So it was around 2010. Uh, I started hanging out with the Yost family. They they run late models way back in the day. Lindsay Yost was the the older sister, and Sydney Yost is who I used to hang out with, or I still hang out with, just... Uh, we uh, started hanging out, and they got you know took me to my first race, and then you know it was one of those I saw it and I wanted to have it, so grabbed one and started out bought a Ford Probe. That was the first car I bought. But those were kind of rare as compacts, but you gotta love them. And I, the first one wasn't it didn't make it off off the property of my house because it it blew up within about a mile of the house after the first test drive. So like I said. Like I was telling you earlier, the guy you know gave me half my money back, and we just went and bought a different car. The first compact that I ever bought was an 84 Prelude, and I knew that the motor that was in it had a spun rod bearing, and it came with two other motors, so 
17-year-old me decided, okay, I can rebuild a Honda motor based <laughs> off of YouTube videos. Hey, we're all YouTube mechanics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, nowadays, I'm good with it. But back in the days of being 17 and a YouTube mechanic, I was also a very heavy drinker of really cheap, shitty beer. So... That car actually made it to Rising City and made three laps before it grenaded. Oh, so that was kind of fun. So, all right, you had the probe and it made it about a block. So, where'd you turn to next? Oh, so after that, um, we bought a Dodge Neon from Jack Prowl. And we got a couple races with it before we found out it was pretty tweaked out. So then we got rid of that one. And then after that, I found a just a road car. It was also a neon. Found it up by Bennington somewhere, and uh, drove it around for a while before we actually made it a race car. Had to make sure it'd make it more than a mile. Yeah, I had to make sure it made it more than a mile. So we we stro- you know tore that car apart, stripped it, and we found. I took one of the, I took the cage out of the, that last neon I had, and just dropped it in there. Cut the roof off. You know, raised that for a while. Uh, did all right with it. It was a was a, the RT version. It was a '99 RT. All right, where were you racing it at? At Eagle. That was the only place I really raced. I went to Beatrice a couple times, but I've never had good luck there with anything. Yeah. Uh, so we ran that for what was that? About a year. We went to Boone, and this is only my second year, season in a car. It's probably only my I don't know tenth race. So we uh. Decided we wanted to go to Boone, which is, you know, as a, really a first-year driver, that's such a great idea. Yeah. And, Might as well dive right in. And Well, I did, and I ended up rolling the car the first lap. That was first heat, first uh, first heat, first lap, first corner. All over but the beer drinking. <laughs> rolled the car, and it was cool. Is After that deal, like, the car was fine. We just slapped the bumper back on with some zip ties and went and ran our B feature. Uh, but about, I don't know. Six months later, I got a deal in the mail from Butlerbilt, and they were sending me a free seat. Oh, well, there you go. That pays off. It was, and I still have that. I still use that seat today. Uh, but, like I said, we rolled that and we finished our race, and then it was, I don't know, two weeks later, we went to Mayetta, and I rolled it again, totaled it out. So Mayetta, I, Kansas, um, yep, Thunder it, Hill Speedway? Yep, yep. And I, Man, I wish that was still there. That was one of them deals too, and at the time I don't know how it is now. I think they're they're closed, aren't they? Yeah, but at the time they only had about four lights on the track, one in each corner. I've heard it was always kind of a dark mistress. And yeah, at the time I did that, was racing that, and again made it a couple laps and couldn't see the because it has no walls. Yeah. So I got to the top and just went off the side of the track and. Went bumper to bumper about three and a half times and totaled Jesus. it. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a gnarly ride. Well, the worst part about it is that I was there with a group of friends that were also racing, but I drove there myself. So I had to drive home two and a half hours concussed. Might as well drink a you know, fifth of whiskey because yeah, pretty much I'm all over the road. So that'd be a hell of a time to get pulled over. Yeah, right. And asking what's going on. No, I'm just all fucked up, concussed. Yeah, <laughs> no, look at, look at no, I haven't been drinking. Just uh, go look at the car. Bonked on the noodle, officer. Uh, so, like I said, we scrapped that car and then uh, came. I can't remember what the year was, but I, that next year I bought a Volkswagen 
from Kyle Gannon, and to this day, it's still my favorite car. How could it not be? That thing was sweet. Yeah. Uh, so I ran that Volkswagen for two years, and and it was for how old it was and how many times it raced. You know, Gannon had it for quite a few years. Um, we just got an unfortunate accident one night and ripped all the wires out of it. So we scrapped it. I did, like I said, raced two years, did pretty pretty good with it. I think it was a top ten car every night. Oh, absolutely. Even with, even with how many nights were on it. But, uh, no, then after that, I bought a Cavalier and, you know, jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? Oh, I mean. Yeah. got I get that Ecotech. Cavalier's kind of like smoking pot out of a pop can in high school. It's something everybody <laughs> yeah, did. Everyone's done it. Uh, but that, we bought, who'd we, why that from a guy in Norway, Iowa. That sounds like it's a haul. I've never even it heard of that. It was about five hours, but when we went, it decided it wanted to snow about 10 inches that day. Oh, got to love so that. So we followed the storm all the way up there. You know, we're doing 45 miles, 45 mile an hour the whole way. And coming back, you know, they had the interstate closed, but we weren't going to stay nowhere. So we just came back at, you know, 25, 30 mile an hour. So this, this five-hour trip took about 15 it was pretty awesome. Not oh, really. all for the love of racing. Yeah. But the guy already had it shipped out. Well, like I was on that blue uh, neon, again, I just drove this car around for a couple months. Well, it was already half stripped out. You know, it had, had a driver's seat in it. But everything else, no dash, no interior, nothing. Just drove around. and back, uh, It was a really good car, too. We had it. We had a cage put in it, the custom cage, if you will. Yeah guy did some work to it on the chassis side you know fun stuff for it yeah and then what happened to that car oh yeah the at the end of the season let's go sell it and that last race it was fine no problem well the guy showed up to buy the car and he took off was just fine he came back and it was nothing but white smoke oh no he popped a head gasket on his test drive and Man, these test drives don't seem to <laughs> no, go well for you, no, whether you're don't. on the owner or the seller end. No, but uh, you know, and I had it listed for a pretty decent price because I had it was, everything was new on it. I yeah. put all new drivetrain, you know, suspension, everything was new on the car. And uh, you know, he's like, "Well, I ain't gonna buy it unless it's fixed." So I've never done a head gasket, and I probably spent the next month trying to figure it out. Again, YouTube mechanic. Yeah, that's that's the only way I can figure it out. But now we got that sold, and then that's when we decided we're going to move up. We thought we were going to go hobby stock, you know, that's because that's what all my friends are doing. So yeah. I'll just follow everybody else. One of my favorite classes. Oh, I love I love the G-Body. But uh, I got came across a deal on a sport mod. You know, it was real cheap, roller, just needed a body and a motor. Plus, they told you you couldn't run an El Camino, so forget yeah. hobbies. Yeah, I really wanted an El Camino. They told me no on that, though. But, uh, no, and then, you know, we've had multiple cars since, and it's been a blast. What would you say is the most fun you've had in a race car? Most fun I've had in a race car? Uh, I would say, was it two years ago? I almost had my first win in a sport mod. I remember that. I ran second for, I don't know, 16 laps, and Wayman just snuck by me on the last couple. I messed up going into one because of the hole. Took the hole wrong, and he stuck by me, and I got a podium finish, but 
That's also the first night that I ever talked to you. Yeah. Uh, early in the year, 2019 would have been the year because yeah. I, I came up and did the little um, after heat race interview and I'm like, put her in the tech area tonight. And I turned the mic off and you're like, yeah, right, man. There's no way. And then sure shit, you put it right there in the tech area. I got, got, I got real lucky. Like I said, I was, I, I, you know, got the, what do they call that? The white flag fever or whatever. Yeah. And uh, just drove out, drove myself. It happens to the best of us. I mean, I, it was a clean race the whole the whole time. It was real slick, so you know there was really no passing. Just you know, got got lucky that night, and, but wasn't lucky enough. Sometimes that's the way she goes. They always say that the first one is the hardest to get. Yeah. So you race around Eagle on a weekly basis. Um, do you run anywhere other than uh, the occasional trip to maybe Beatrice or Boone? Uh, not really. Last year or last season, we went down to US 36 in Missouri. And that's an all right track. It wasn't for me. It's too, one of them, it's too dark. Yeah. And then it's real tricky. It, it's set up just like Eagle. I mean, you're, you're four cars wide throughout the whole track except for coming out of four. Then it gets to about two cars wide, and it's oh. real sketchy. Sneaks up on you quick. Oh, yeah. We... I know that's where Verbco won his championship at. Isn't yep. It? Yep. And I know he likes that track, but like, so we tried it. Feel about it. if I did some more races on it, maybe it just Eagles home. Absolutely, like, you can't really compete. Compete. I mean, every track I've been to, it's just like I wish it was more like Eagle. I definitely think that it takes more than one night to kind of get acclimated to a new place, and mm-hmm. then. You kind of see the people who win a lot tend to race a lot more, and that's just the way that it is. But, you mm-hmm. know, guys like yourself and 90% of us kind of run on a shoestring budget. Yeah, it's, you know, when I when I first got into sport mods, I ran that first half a year by myself, didn't know how to set up a car, nothing. And James Hines actually set me up one night. We spent, I don't know, five hours scaling this car, and it was way, way off. And uh, that first night... Uh, after scaling the car, we went down to Beatrice, and I went from 23rd, I think it was, because they started all the sport mods. Yeah. To, like, 13th. And then before before that, I had never made a feature at Eagle. And then, like I said, after we scaled it, we went Beatrice, then Eagle that Saturday, and I made my first A feature. I mean, a scaled car makes a world of difference. Yeah, like jumping into a whole different animal. But then, like I said, after that, I got hooked up with the, the Baker Boys, Corey and Trevor. Imagine that. No relation, or is that relation? No relation whatsoever. They just good, good group of guys. It's helped me out from my first, pretty much my first year. There's such a positive impact on racing. I need to get those guys up here one of these yeah, days. Yeah, I've been telling them about it. They need to, they need to get swing by, and they've done a lot for a lot of us. Absolutely. So you got hooked up with those guys and started. Um, is are are we kind of caught up to this year where you got the new chassis? Um, yeah, we, they, we, me and Trevor both ran that Impala for a while. Um, uh, uh, we were, we were stuck on that just cause it was, you know, super strong car. It wasn't the most nimble, but it would take a beating and not care. Yeah. And they're, you know, that kind of makes those cars affordable because they are a little bit less desirable than the Chevelle stuff yeah. for whatever reason. I, I mean, mean, I think they're, I think structurally they're stronger, but like I said, they're just not as nimble as the, the Chevelle cars. They just, uh. They can take those, especially at Eagle, they can take that the beating from the track. Yeah, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the four years I ran an Impala chassis, I never once broke a spindle. That's pretty impressive. And the only time I broke tie rods is, you know, hitting somebody or somebody hitting me or, you know, 
which is little on track incidents. Oh yeah, that those Impalas, they're, they're impressive cars. I just uh, decided, you know, we've been racing for five years. It's time for something new, you know. So you jumped up to the Chevelle stub. It's a Larry Shaw, isn't it? You uh, rode all the way to get it. I don't know if it's a Larry Shaw. Or uh, it's Shaw. It's just Shaw Chat. I don't think it's Larry Shaw anymore, but it's Shaw Chassis. I think now. you're right. I'm a little dated. And and you know Corey and Trevor, they got on that Shaw uh, chassis, and you know I just followed suit because you know they've had good luck with it, and uh, it's been a great car. Like I'm still trying to get used to the jump from Impala to Chevelle. Absolutely. Like I said it's it's a lot different. You know that that Impala loved eating the top side, but this new car it it don't like it as much. I think it'll get there. You've got the right kind of you got the right group of guys behind you week in and week out that I mean they'll get you there. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll get there eventually. You know. Like I said this year was kind of a struggle just for the jump from different chassis. So kind of leaving 2021 behind, taking it as a lesson book. What are your plans for 22? Well, really haven't told a lot of people, but I think we're moving up to Amod. Well, uh, the good news is is this isn't going to come out till right after the first of the year so we're good there that's fine you know i'm some people already know but you know i've already found a motor and some other parts and i'm keeping all my sport mod stuff just in case you know it don't work out i can yeah. always sell it and move back down uh but i think if i as much as i race you know it's not that much you know eagle weekly and other tracks here and there spontaneously you know eagle has a great payout for modifieds compared to every other track yeah and I, I figured, you know, as much as I race, it'd be just a good, you know, jump to there. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking for something more. I feel like modifieds right now can be kind of an equalizer because you see Eagles sport mod count on a Saturday night. And there are times that we've had <laughs> C and D features and modifieds right now are struggling to get a car count enough for a full feature. I think it's great seeing guys like yourself, um... Cade Richards moving up to an yeah. A mod. A lot of people are going A mods, and I th- I think we might be seeing the second heyday out of that class. I I, I think there I've seen you know quite a jump in people talking about it moving up, and I think it'd be good for the class. You know we need more people. I know it's expensive, but I mean what racing isn't? Uh, it is. I mean it's taken me ten years to get to this point. So, you know starting out in compacts and just you know, going through sport mods with everybody's used stuff. Start out, you know, used race suit, used seats, used parts, everything. And then it just, you know, that's for all new racers. It's, you know. It just kind of snowballs. You just you slowly build it. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, all right now. Because that's how you go broke. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, don't max out your credit cards. You know, you can buy used parts. As long as they're not too messed up, it's fine. Yeah, if you know what you're looking for, you can get a heck of a deal. Yeah, that's that's how I started. It was just, you know, I'll trade you this for that. Or, you know, this person's got this for sale for super cheap. Go snag it. It's just like Hot Wheels, man. It oh. starts at 97 cents and snowballs from there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, like I said, the AMOD deal, you know, and it's I got a brand new chat. It's only got nine nights on it, but... You know, I bought a used motor, used transmission. I'll probably end up buying a new rear end just because the, the Baker boys, they, they work with PMI or P, one of those rear end or drive line. I think it's PMI. I think you're right. 
but they got they got to deal with those guys, and I think we're gonna go with them on the rear end side. Going with a nine inch or a quick change? Quick change. Add a boy. I f- I mean, if you're going that far, you know, might as well. And I, like I said, I got my nine inch still. I'm not selling any of my stuff. It's just uh, I figured might as well have it. I just feel like it's worth spending the extra money because you know people complain. I I haven't priced out a gear in probably five years, but even back then we're talking like four hundred and seventy nine bucks for full ring and pinion. Yeah, it's you ridiculous. Know, you buy a set of gears for eighty bucks and. For a guy like you that doesn't go to too many tracks, you don't need more than two or three sets, and you're exactly. golden. It's like I said, in a couple tracks that I run, run the same gears. Yeah, eight bolts, two gears, and boom. So I think I think that's yeah. I think that's a great way to go with it, man. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you move up to those A mod ranks. And, so and with like when I started racing. And I was told this from day one. If you're new in any class, not all guys are this way, and you can see it from the crashes. Absolutely. Start in the back. Yeah. Until you start passing cars, start in the back, and you start passing cars and getting comfortable, then you can go in your original spot, your designated spot. And, you know, I've raced sport mods for six years, and when I get into this A mod, I'm still going to the back. I'm not going to be that guy who thinks he can outdrive everyone the first year out. Absolutely. You're spot on correct with that. And and I've seen it, and we've all seen it. You know, those guys that, you know, they just go jump in their spot and wreck the whole field. And I don't – it's just one of them you should have known better. Whoever got you into racing should have told you this. Yeah, that seems like kind of first day racing 101 mm-hmm. knowledge. Just start in the back. There's nothing to be ashamed of about you know, it. I went my, – when I, when I first got into sport mod – I spent the first year and a half, first season and the next half season in the back until I started passing cars, until I started learning how to drive. That's the right kind of mentality to go with because you've, you've never really been a squirrel out there. I try not to be. I try to race as clean as I can. I don't like being that guy. And if I get too squirrely, you know, I'll back off. It's not worth wrecking my car. Yeah, race to what you're comfortable with. Yeah, there's times. And I, <laughs> Gary Sadoff, he he does this to me all the time, but he'll come up right on my door, and I, I and I'm me and him are good friends, but I think he tries to intimidate me a little bit. And he's so, got a little bit of that does. Earnhardt vibe, and you know, and like I said, I can see him coming. I'll, I back off a little bit. It's Gary, you know. I don't want don't want to make the wrong guy mad, but I, I've noticed on myself I'm getting a little more aggressive, just but not enough to. You know, really push the envelope. Yeah, patience and aggression can be a great combo or a really bad combo. Mm-hmm. No, but that's I've my my racing career has been pretty fun. I, I've really enjoyed these last eleven years. A lot of a lot of good friends that became family. Absolutely, that's that's really what it's all about. It starts out as an addiction, and then the whole family gets involved, and yeah, well, you just soak up so much. My, my family really isn't too involved. They they said this is your deal. You do it. We'll come watch. But you know they they, they really haven't invested too much in it. But you gain so much of a racing family. Oh around yeah. It, so. Well, my my family has you know my actual family's helped me out a little bit. In the, you know starting out, compacts you know. Let me. Oh go yeah. Here's to, a couple tires. Yeah, a couple tires here. You know, go to O'Reilly's, grab what you need. But I think after that 
third year of compacts, they said no more. I got a little carried away with it. Yeah. It but, happens uh, to the best of us. No, they, they, they still the show game. up. They support me. But, you know, they're not buying me motors or buying me tires or anything like that. Self-made operation yeah, around the 3J machine. That's pretty much. Like I said, like I said I've had uh, my sponsors have been a really big help. Run us through your sponsors. Uh, so I have my longest sponsor has been West Central Bar and Grill. They've been from from day one. They've been helping me out. And it's funny is this his name's Lloyd and he's been helping me out for eleven years. Has yet to come to a race. Really? Has never been to a race. Why? I I every time I see him. Oh, well, I, probably because he owns a bar. Well, yeah. Saturday nights is a big night for him. Uh, Where's it at? Nebraska City. All right, I'm gonna have to make it down there sometime. We'll go. <laughs> we'll go play at the Blind School Playground and go check out the bar. But uh, and then who else have we had? We got um, Smith Trucking and Waste Solutions. That's the, the place I'm working for now. He, he's helped me out the last couple of years. Um, off the top of my head, I didn't really think about who my sponsors were. I don't know who's returning this year, so it's kind of hard to say. Hey, that's. That's totally fine. It's the off season. Yeah, I'm working on it. I think I got a couple figure, maybe figured out. So uh, we'll see if they if they come through. Uh, who else have we got? Oh, Larissa's uh, nail salon. Uh, they they've been helping me out for a long time as well. Uh, you gotta love when the nail business gets oh, involved yeah, in racing. Uh, mom's had that nail salon for a while and you know it's been a little bit here a little bit there but nothing you know super spectacular so you're helping the fam out too yeah oh yeah i'm always posting for her she's got you know facebook posts that she makes and deals and whatnot but um the her and the bar has been the big you know, the longest runs i've had but you know you can take what you can get. Every every bit helps. Absolutely. You know, so many people out there want to get the big deal from somebody, but no. even, you know, 50 bucks will still get you fuel to get to the racetrack. Tank, tank gas, you know, or your pit entrance is, you know, adds up. Yeah, absolutely. Any little bit helps. But, no, like I said, and I've had a few others, but I just, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of them. Anybody else you want to thank special before you get out of here? Uh, like I said, Baker Boys have been, no, they've sponsored me also with all the help they've given me. Uh, I think Zach Cornell, he's been a big help. He's my crew man. He's been here for a couple of years and he's, he's definitely made it a lot easier for us. Uh, I gotta thank my girlfriend for being supportive. You can't see because this is a podcast, but he just waved over to his lovely <laughs> oh, girlfriend, yeah, Joe, sitting over by the heater. We're not, we're not videoing this. Yeah, no video. I figured when I started this, I'm like, man, do I really want to do like a YouTube type of deal so everybody can see my messy garage and, <laughs> oh, you know, sit here and cool. sit here and look at the ugly mugs? No, your, your car collection is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty fun. We We have a good time around here when we actually take the pool table cover off. <laughs> Well, we're not too far away, so on the yeah. weekends you'll have to hit me up. Absolutely. But, uh, no, my family, for what sport they give me, you know, I thank them and sponsors for sure. And friends that help me out here and there, work on the car from late nights. You get a lot of those. Yeah, those are those are definitely a f- fun times at, you know, 3 in the morning trying to make a race Saturday. 
Yeah, gotta love that. Better three in the morning than three in the afternoon, though. Yeah, there's there's been times where, you know, you get ready to load the car up, and then you've something catastrophic happens. I had that happen to me two years ago. I was working on the car, and I had knocked a hole in my radiator in my in my shop as I was loading the car up. So I had to scramble for a radiator. Luckily, Sean Harker had one because he's, he's also from Nebraska City. And oh, perfect! Just right down the street. Yep, yep. So it it worked out, but it was one of them. Oh crap! <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Yeah, there's nothing like getting in a huge hurry and then popping two trailer tires on the way out of the driveway. Oh, I did that three years ago going to the track. I blew one tire on the trailer, put my spare on, and then blew another tire. Didn't have a spare and. Uh, Throw the mod wheel on there? No, it's 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 the wrong it's the wrong wheel. Of pattern. course it is. So I just lent it. I was just at the corner of fifty and thirty-four. Oh, so you didn't have too so far it was to like crawl. Fifteen miles. No, actually the worst one was uh, lost a wheel bearing going to the track one day. So I had to try to chain up my axle to my fender on the trailer and absolutely destroyed my trailer. <laughs> You know, it's funny that you mentioned that we were, uh, Jared Stream was over here a little while ago and he was talking about coming on the show and he's like, man, we got to talk about our hell night from Albion. <laughs> we came back from Albion after he blew his motor. We, as we're turning into that truck stop in York, the wheel bearing started squeaking and we're like, well, damn, it hadn't squeaked the whole way. So they didn't have a grease gun. And of course we didn't have a grease gun. So... We turn out, and we get, like, three miles down the road thinking, oh, we'll make it to town. And, like, three miles down the road, the sea of sparks started. Ben Beecher <laughs> came all the way from Lincoln at 4 o'clock in the morning to come save us. We had to call for a cop to come shine his lights in our eyes. and Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it, was, it was a whole night. Don't lose wheel bearings on your trailer, folks. That is an important part of your maintenance package. Yeah, yes, it is. I've, I, I've, I found that those little grease buddies were little end caps and zerk on them. Oh, yeah. Best things ever. Yeah, but uh, best money spent. No, I almost had a catastrophic deal going to Boone one year. Lost three of my four straps on my car. Didn't realize it until I stopped for fuel. How did that happen? I have no idea. Okay, if, if they didn't get honest answers only. Enough, if they didn't get strapped down tight enough, or if they got cut, I don't know. But we stopped for fuel, and I saw the three hanging off the side of the trailer. I'm like, oh boy. Did they sell straps there? Uh, we stopped at the next town at the O'Reilly's. We said we just took her slow. There you go. But, uh... Man, that'd be scary. But now it's, you know, I, got, I winch it down and a couple, couple of straps on the t- around the tires and good to go. Absolutely. Roll right on down the road. Well, all right, man. I will let you guys get out of here. I want to thank you so much for jumping on, man. It's It's yeah. been fun. We'll have to do this again. Yeah, no problem. I, I enjoyed this. I'm, this is only the really the second time I've done this, so I may have butchered some stuff, so... I just like to have people on. Um, I messed up when I named the show. It shouldn't be called Roland Race News. It should be called Roland Stories for Hours because <laughs> that's really the objective. I just want to get the backstory on how people got interested in racing and what keeps you going because it can be such a testing sport oh. from financial, physical, emotional levels. You know, it's it really nice is. to see what keeps people ticking. It's there's definitely heartbreak when it comes to racing, but the joy of you know. Being there with your buddies, having a good night. You know, if you load it on the trailer, it's always a win. That's right. It's under, if it loads under its own power, 
That's a good night. I've had people, I've known people who would rather get divorced than blow a motor. So, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of goes from all areas of the yeah, spectrum. There's, there's, there's all different areas there. But no, it's, it's definitely a passion that I don't see getting rid of anytime soon. No, once you start, it's, it's pretty hard to stop. It really is. I've, you know, going to work and on my last job, my boss, every time he saw me, asked me, why am I still racing? That's just a waste of money. It's like, you know, what else am I going to do? I'm going to spend it on something else. Yeah, my my parents and grandparents were the same way, but they were the ones that took me to the races and yep. brought me up there. It's like, you you enabled me to this. Yeah, this is your fault. Don't don't, don't put your fingers at me. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa all the time, Jimmy, I don't know why you're wasting money on that. Why are you out trying to drive race cars? And then I quit driving them and started letting other people drive them. Why are you letting other people drive your investment around like that? And I'm right. like, you know it's not an investment. No, this is all. It's, it's a money pit. Yeah, it's all pure for my enjoyment for the money for the glory and for the fun oh, yeah. but in this case mostly for the fun for the fun yeah like i said it's it's definitely a blast hell yeah especially when you get the hard car hooked up you know on top side you're rubbing your wing on the wall and you just kind of feel it and hear it no better feeling than that not one in the world <laughs> All right, race fans, once again, that was Jeremy Baker. Look for him in the 3J, hopefully, A-Mod in 2022. Thanks again, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime.